You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a good Saturday morning. Uh, good to be back here at St. Hubert's Cathedral on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. Last week, if you were tuned in, we were broadcasting from uh, Haven, Kansas. So there with uh, Cherie, my daughter, number one daughter, and our dogs. And we had a very great uh, time up there uh, hunting pheasants, had some bonus quail. Uh, that first day was pretty tough with the winds, uh, scent blowing all around. Dogs had a little bit of trouble. But the next two days, we had some excellent hunts. It was a great time to get away and get up there to Kansas. But we're back home now and got a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, the duck seasons in both the east and west zones of Louisiana are reopening this morning at one half hour before sunrise. I uh, will have some reports coming in from the blinds, and I do have the official Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries flyover report this week. They flew the coast and the northern part of the state, Catahoula Lake, and i got to tell you, the results are not pretty, not good at all. If you're headed out and you're all excited about a duck hunt this morning, uh, good luck to you. There'll be some ducks killed, but it's going to be tough unless we get some weather or some changes in the migration pattern. Talk a lot more about that coming up. Red snapper season, that's going to be closing down soon. Uh, December 31st, that's the absolute last day, but uh, there were as of uh, December the 5th, we had 95% of our quota was already caught. So we've had from the 5th until now, and we had 38,900 pounds to go, average of about 7.5 pounds per snapper. That's only 520 fish. I would think we probably have reached it, and if not, it's closing down December 31st. I think it's been a very good snapper season. It's extended throughout the, the entire season without a shutdown. That's some good news. We have a Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Officer was presented a prestigious award. We'll tell you that story. As always, we've got live fishing reports from the experts, the marina owners, operators, professional guides, and charter fishermen. We'll get their reports to help you get out and find some fish. No bad boys this week. Oh, you say, no, but wait, we do have two bad girls to tell you about. So don't forget, on January 1st, our first show of the, the new year, we're going to have the baddest of the bad selection where you, the audience, Cast your vote. We'll have some nominees for you, and you'll pick the baddest of the bad for the year 2021. We also have some lanyap. You like that word? Yep, some free stuff, extra stuff for those going fishing in the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Get out and fish sites during this Christmas week. It's a great week to get out with the family. Kids are out of school, might have some extra time off at work, and Things are popping. Also, we'll update the Chronic Wasting Disease Volunteer Sampling Program, tell you how that's going, how you can get involved. And speaking of you getting involved, we'd love to hear from you here in the studio every Saturday morning. You do it by way of our text lines, 504-260-1870. Comes right here to the studio with your personal fishing and hunting reports, your comments, and your questions. Again, that number is 504-260-1870. Take advantage of it. 
Coastal marine forecast, I tell you, they're calling for 60% chance of rain along the Gulf Coast, but I see very little right there. Uh, even if it does come up later on, you're going to have a pretty large window to get out. Average tide range, 1.6, a lot of water moving. Interior lakes and bays, light winds are going to continue. Some of these we've had all week. South winds, 5 to 10 knots, smooth conditions. Offshore, 10 to 15, some 3 to 5 foot seas. But tomorrow, that all changes. If that front comes through, you're looking at north winds, 20 to 25 knots, 6 foot seas. Offshore is going to be out. And on the interior lakes and bays, wind direction completely opposite. North, 10 to 15, and there will be a light chop. And I know you duck hunters and goose hunters love that. All right, we got that going on. The woodcock season officially opens this morning. All the small game, deer seasons, and open in most areas. It is time. Freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing, great time of the year. We'll be back to help you decide how you're going to spend your holiday days right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, looking at that radar, uh, there is some rain around, some uh, looks like pop-up showers, uh, some uh, between, uh, let's see, New Orleans and Lafayette kind of moving from the southwest to the northeast. Uh, Alabama got the heaviest rain. There's one tight little shower uh, well north of Mobile Bay. Uh, and then down across the peninsula of uh, Louisiana, down in Plaquemines Parish, a couple of those showers there, and then some stuff offshore. But other than that, looks pretty good. Winds are fairly light, and we'll get some more up-to-date information from our reporters. In fact, we go to one now in Shell Beach. Let's talk to Mr. Glenn Sanchez. Glenn, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Don. How you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. Feeling good. Getting in the Christmas spirit. How about you? Um, I'm same thing. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, Glenn, uh, this has been a good week of fishing, man, and, and it looks like yeah. today is not going to be bad. we got some changes coming tomorrow, the big wind shift and all that kind of stuff, but for today, I think it's a great opportunity to get out there. Well, I don't doubt you were talking about having a window this morning. Yeah, you're definitely going to have a window, and with that front coming through tonight, you know those fish are going to bite today, so uh, hopefully everybody does well. But Give us some uh, locations that uh, that you would give a try to for some speckle trout. Well, I, mean, I went 
twice this week, and we caught them both times, and both times we were up in the Biloxi Marsh. We were fishing around Lake Eugene, some of the drains around Lake Eugene. You, we hit two, three, four of them, and then you find the fish. But most of the fish that we found didn't come. I mean, we would leave early, and around 10, 11 o'clock is when the bite happened, and that's when the tide slowed down a little bit. So, uh don't be in a big rush this morning because it's even a little foggy down here right now. But I think once you get out, I think you'll have a great day. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned about that fog. But uh, talking about that tide, it's a, a 1.6 foot. That's a heavy tide for coastal Louisiana. And uh, down there, you are going to have, let's see, your low tide, I think, is going to be at noon. So noon. for the morning, for the mo- yeah, for the morning, it's going to be falling out pretty much all morning, and then it'll have that little dead period, and then it'll try to come back in, and then you know, depending on what time that front comes, you're going to have that wind pushing against the tide. Well, you know, I tell this to people all the time: when there's a front coming, before nature, before she she dumps everything, the wind blows out of the southeast and she fills everything up. So if the wind blows out of the southeast today. The tide might switch around a little bit sooner, having that wind behind it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Glenn, I, I got a, a listener has a question, and I don't know if there's any difference. They want to know what's the best bait for redfish at night. Uh, I don't know if it's <laughs> any different during the daytime at night. Fish, I don't even know if they know the difference between night and day. But, I mean, you, I think your best all-around bait for uh, redfish, I mean, if you just want to go out there and your best chance of catching one, I don't think you can beat a live shrimp or dead shrimp, I mean, as far as I go. Well, I, th- I think you're exactly right there, you know. Uh, but to, to fish at night, for, to fish for redfish, you know, I hate to say it, probably the best bait is an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, at that, night, that, that... I, I don't know how you would fish at night. I mean, you know, especially in the March. Years ago, we used to fish at night, you know, out in Black Bay and out by the Sound and everything. And then we decided it's too windy. Let's fish inshore. You know, we'll fish, mm-hmm. say, by Duluth Canal in the lake. Well, the bugs are too bad at nighttime because you turn on a light, all the bugs in the marsh come to that light. That's right. So it's, it's tough right. to come out here with a light at night. Yeah, and you can't really fish with a cork because you can't see it that well. you got to no. fish on the bottom and put the line on your finger and feel for the bite. You know, so it's a little oh, more it, difficult. Oh, it, it would really be difficult. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of places that, you know, some of these platforms that are lit up at night, you know, those can be some really nice, good spots. But, again, you got to pick your days when you can run out yeah. at night with the weather, and also the bugs are definitely a consideration. How, how's the gnat report down there with this foggy condition? Well, it seems like it's kind of gnat-friendly, huh? Well, when the, when the wind lays down, the gnats will show up. But I don't find they nearly as bad as they used to be. I'm talking years ago in the marsh, you'd have black clouds around you. Now, I'll, I'll run across gnats to the oil or something like that, but they, they're not like they used to be, I don't believe. I think because of the fresh water has something to do with that. Yeah, that's very possible, yeah, because, you know, Hopedale, Shell Beach, that was always the gnat capital of the world. I mean, I fished the all world. over Louisiana. Yeah, and uh, never has there ever been a worse spot, but I'm glad to hear that. Maybe it's changed, things are changing. One of the, the good things about maybe a freshening area is that it will limit the number of uh, of those gnats because, boy, they can sure ruin your day. No doubt about you that. You know, last week we were talking about those blue cats. Yeah. Man, I hooked one this week. I bet you he was 10 pounds. Got him next to the boat, 
and got the land in net, and he went under the boat and cut my line on the prop. It's the, absolutely the largest one I've ever seen. It was yeah, huge. and they seem they seem to be getting bigger down there. You know, the, the catfish. Well, I, mean, and I, I guess so much, they've been living so longer. Than they eat. <laughs> yes. You know. Yep. Well, we got lots to pick from. I know the sheephead usually run good this time. Well, I tell you, I mean, when we went, when we fished this week. We had we had sheephead, we had speckled trout, we had some catfish, and we had a redfish. So we had a great great time this week. You know, but you know, Glenn, every, every day time, out is a great time. Yes, it is. You know, every time I think about. Uh, uh, sheephead, I think about one guy. He was a regular customer of yours, Charlie Frank. Boy, he loved his uh-huh. sheephead, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, oh, I tell you what, he, he was a character because he would go out and fish in the cut in the rocks, and he would put two anchors down and keep the boat sideways, and he'd fish for them big drum, and uh, he'd get the biggest kick out of it. And this man was a world traveler, and he'd like to yes, go out was. there and just fight those big drum. But, yeah, he was yeah, something he- else. He would go to Mexico and South America and fish peacock bass, and he, he was a world traveler. He could afford to do anything he wanted. And I'll tell you what, he loved it down there in Hopedale, sheephead and, and drum. That was his thing. Yes, yes, yes. He, he definitely enjoyed it. When Katrina came and took his boat, that, that, was, that was the end of his, his deal because he, after that, I think he ended up having a stroke or something, and things just went downhill. But he had a wonderful life. I know that. Yes, he did. He was an excellent uh, decoy carver and collector, too, and, and a photographer. Yeah, he was, he was one, a, one of the biggest collections of decoys in the state. He did. We he had a full life. In fact, his uh, his wife, by way of a mutual friend, uh, got passed along to me uh, some of his original writings that he has done. She she wanted me to have them, and I've got them tucked away. And uh, Of course, nobody reads print anymore, but I tell you what, he was uh, quite a writer and a photographer, and Heck of a good guy. Glenn, enjoyed talking to you. I guess we get Robbie back next week, huh? What you hearing from him? How's he doing? Uh, I called him the other day after the tornadoes to make sure he was safe, and he texted me back. He was in a deer stand, couldn't talk, so I, I just texted him. Just I said, you know, I called just to make sure you're safe, and he said, yeah, and I haven't heard from him since. But he should be back <laughs> can... next week. Yeah. If I know Robbie, he's saying, I get away, I got all these hurricanes to deal with, and I come up here and I got to get into tornadoes. I can just hear him. Well, hopefully he got a big one. I don't know but I heard he was only 35 miles away from it. Yeah, he wasn't far. He wasn't far. Well, no. I'm glad he's safe. Okay, yes, Glenn, yes. thanks for filling in, my friend. Look forward to seeing you next time. Y'all enjoy the holidays down there. All right. You have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Don. Good talking to you. I, I intend to. Thank you, Glenn. That's Captain Glenn Sanchez, previous owner of the Breton Sound Marina, filling in for Robbie Campo, giving us our Shell Beach and St. Bernard report. All right, coming back from this, I got some of your text messages in. Keep them coming, 504-260-1870 for you duck hunters getting ready to head out to the blind. I got some news for you. I don't think you're going to like it, but we tell you the truth right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, the second split of both uh, the east and west zones in Louisiana reopens this morning at one half hour before sunrise, and uh, of course we did not ha- we didn't have exactly what you'd call a stellar first split season. Uh, this second split could be even worse. Uh, the flyover was done uh, this week. They flew over the coastal zone the 13th, 14th, and 15th, Catahoula on the 14th, and northeast Louisiana uh, on the 16th, and also the 10th. Uh, they also did a, a, a Dogri or SCARP survey on December the 10th, too, and the results are not pretty. Uh, the December 2021 duck estimate for coastal Louisiana and Catahoula Lake combined is 1.4 million bird, which is the lowest December estimate ever on record. It's a slight increase from November, 1.3 million, but it's 800,000 birds less than last December's estimate of 2.2 million. And it is 50% half of what we get during the long-term average, which is 2.6 million birds in December. Uh, Southwest Louisiana, uh, it's not real good there, 874,000 total birds. Uh, There's only one time in the last 20 years, uh, and that was back in 2004, when we had fewer birds in that part of the state. We're going to be talking to Captain Kirk Stance a little bit later on. He should be in the duck blind this morning and find out what he's seeing there. The southeastern part of the state, this is the lowest December duck estimate for southeast Louisiana in 20 years. The only one that ever came close was in 2009. We had 555,000 birds. This year, it's only 297,000. 75% below the most recent five-year average and 73% below the 10-year average, which is 1.1 million. And if that doesn't show you a trend, friends, you don't know what a trend is. Uh, We have definitely a waterfowl crisis in Louisiana. The numbers, the statistics bear it out year after year. Uh, Catahoula Lake is a little brighter. They've got a lot more birds than they had in November last month, and it's higher than last December. Um, And that's because of the water level there. That area lives and dies with the water gauge. It's pretty much optimal conditions, so they're enjoying a little better season than last month and last year. As far as the dogri, a lot of you know them as scop. It's a diving species. Used to see thousands and thousands on the big open lakes. We used to have a, a 10 duck bonus late season on them back in the, I guess that was in the 70s. 
But they, they went through a demise and then kind of bounced back, but we just don't seem to get them here in Louisiana. Now, they counted on Lake Pontchartrain, the entire big lake of only 1,000 birds. There were 43,000 on Lake Bourne and 50, a paltry 50 scarp on Lake Maurepas. Now, they blame it on the hurricane ruining the clams because they eat the rangier clam. They dive down to the bottom. And they thought it might bounce back, but they said that the hurricane impacted the lake again in 2021. I I disagree with that. Um, When Lake Bourne, which is the saltiest of the three lakes, holds the most, uh, and then you got much fewer in Lake Pontchartrain and almost nothing in Lake Maurepas, it shows as the water's freshen, I don't think those rangier clams do as well. They are a brackish or saltwater species. And I don't know how the hurricane could affect Lake Pontchartrain worse than it could Lake Bourne. Lake Bourne is further towards the coast and would take more of the brunt. But that's what they're contending. It's because of the uh, absence of clam. But you got to remember now, spillway openings too. That silt buries those clams. And who knows how long it takes for those clams to work their way through those uh, layers of sediment that are deposited on the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain. So I think between the freshening up and the silt on Lake Pontchartrain, there's nothing for those birds to eat. And that used to be a big part of uh, the limits that people hunted in and around that area. Uh, they did notice some ducks on the Manshack Prairie, which is a, a wildlife and fisheries WMA, the North Shore Marshes, and the Bayou Sauvage National Wildlife Refuge, where they do ha- allow hunting, but you have to have a youth with you. They noticed a few birds there. But uh, total ducks in the state in southwest was uh, 874,297,000. Uh, uh, in the southeast, and then 268,000 in Catahoula. Total, 1.4 million lowest December estimate for coastal in Catahoula ever recorded. Not good news, but good luck to you. There's, there's still ducks out there. Don't get us wrong. And, of course, where Ryan Lambert is, they bring those numbers up. If we didn't have that fertile area down at the mouth of the river where all that silt deposits and all that fresh feed, uh, we'd be virtually a, a duck wasteland in southeast Louisiana. And, that is sad to say when you look at the history of duck hunting in the state of Louisiana. All right, coming back after this, going to get to some of your text messages. We'll talk more about Red Snapper. And also, if you're going to go out and have some fun with the family on a get-out-and-fish site, uh, you got a little bit of a land yap you can catch. We'll tell you all about that. All this is coming up right here on The Outdoors with Down Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, before we get off on the duck topic, I did want to make one mention. Uh, the Delta Waterfowl, which is one of the uh, nationwide uh, conservation organizations, a nonprofit uh, to conserve and protect the waterfowl populations, they are conducting a Mississippi Flyway Dabbler tracking map. And they have taken birds of three species, mallard, widgeon, green-winged teal, and uh, they have actually affixed uh, radio telemetry devices to those and they're tracking their movements i I just got this in last night and there's some pretty interesting things there i I think it's still very early in the game and it's a small sample size at this point but it's uh definitely uh making some uh some some very bold predictions on the migratory patterns of waterfowl in uh the especially in our mississippi flyway so we'll get to more of that another time right now i gotta pause just 10 seconds and i'll be right back but first we'll let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network and we solicit text messages directly here to the studio every saturday morning let me get to some of these we got the worm and one of our nickname listeners he's reporting he says his favorite way to eat them green trout is to filet coat in some panko breadcrumbs 
deep fry golden brown, throw it on a bun with mayo and chip dill pickle. That's what we call a Cajun fish sandwich. We also like to lightly coat an olive oil season with Tony's and bake. Can't go wrong with them green trout. Now, for those of you who don't understand green trout, a green trout is a local South Louisiana name for a bass. The official name is a black bass, and I still am trying to figure out why they're called officially black bass when they're green. They should call them green bass because they're not trout, they're bass, but they're green, not black. So that's the story on that. All right, Justin in the Gentilly Refuge, he's our manager there. Uh, he says the fog is heavy and continuous. His possum paid him a visit, and he was soaking wet. Oh, poor little possum. Dry him off, Justin. All right, we got the mad trucker checking in, and uh, also the backstrap stacker is checking in from Mobile, Alabama. Got some rain and muggy weather. Him and the crew are hanging around town this weekend. Hoping for better weather coming in here before Christmas. I think we will see some of it, but I think some more of this muggy, damp, warm stuff too. All right, here's one. Morning, Don. Kindly give more details about the new Middle Pearl launch. How to get there, etc. coming from Picayune. Uh, Jeff Brule and I have been talking about that. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries with some funding has put in a, a brand new launch uh, on the Middle Pearl River off of Highway 90. It's good access. There's some good fishing, and uh, it's it's got a nice big parking lot and some uh, – uh, Jeff said that the water levels kind of make it a problem for an old guy getting up and down. Uh, floating docks would have been better, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot better than what was there. As far as coming from Picayune, there's a couple ways to go, but I would say if you're coming from Picayune, get on I-59, go down south till you hit 10. Continue on 10, and when you get to the old Spanish Trail exit in Slidell, exit there, and when you go out old Spanish Trail, that turns into Highway 90 towards uh, Pearl River, Mississippi, and as, as you go on 90, you're going to run right into it. You can't miss it. Uh, it's a nice-looking little launch, and uh, it's brand new, and it's there waiting for you, and there's some good fishing around it. All right, we have uh, someone want to know how the woodcock season is going to be. I'll let you know Tuesday. I'm going Tuesday on my first woodcock hunt. I got some scouts out there this morning. They're checking it out. Uh, some of the reports said they're in early. Uh, another That same caller says they've been seeing them over the yard in Bayou Liberty. They fly in and fly out. And let's see, we have a texter who says, I just looked up Mr. Charlie Frank. Wow, what a full and honorable life. Yes, it's uh, it's worth reading about Mr. Charlie Frank. Heck of a guy, was a good friend of mine. All right, here's one, and these text messages sometimes gets confused. Someone wants to know, any news on Louisiana's water access tumor? Does that mean rumor for water access? Uh, I don't know, and there is has been a development about uh, public water access, but it's a little too early to tell that story. All right, got some more texts coming in. We ask you for yours, 504-260-1870. We'll get to those and tell you about fishing uh, on one of those get-out-and-fish community fishing sites. Got a little lanyard for you if you're going to be doing it uh, between today and next Saturday, Christmas Day. All right, all that and more reports coming up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, getting back to our text messages. Uh, here's one that says, good morning, Don. Smitty out here on Bird Island Shoot in Iberia Parish, wood duck hunting. Good luck to you. I'm hoping to go get some wood ducks myself tomorrow morning. Uh, great, beautiful bird and good-tasting bird. And the good thing about wood ducks, they live here. You know, we don't have to rely on migrating. Some of them migrate. It's kind of a mix. But uh, for the most part, wood ducks uh, live, uh, breed, and die here. Uh, another, He says there's not many birds there. 
All right, then we got the worm. He says, yeah, the worm is biting back at the bass. <laughs> Who got the last laugh? I get it. Uh, here's one. Hey, good morning, Don. We're going to try some fishing in the river, Magnolia River, to be more explicit. We're going to try for some reds, whites, and maybe some specks. That's from one of our Alabama listeners. Do me a favor, if you would, uh, send me a, a report next week on how you did over there. And if you did get some fish, what was the technique you used? All right, here's one that says, I believe the duck problem is the short stopping that's creating the problem. That's Mike in Myrtle Grove. I agree with that. That is a large part of it, uh, allowing people to flood standing crops with water and hold it. Uh, It's legal, and they're doing it. And if a bird doesn't need to go any further to have what he needs, cover, food, and water, he ain't coming. Uh, He also says they try to blame the storms, but several years ago we had a great duck season because the storm turned up a lot of those little snails that ducks love. Well, you're exactly right. Ask Ryan Lambert about those snails and do ducks eat them. They love them. It's pure protein for them. And here's one I'm going to try to read in the way I think it would sound if he would tell it. It says, Don, good morning. To sneak up on them pool do nice and foggy, my Uncle Bib would pluck them and roast them the only way that he would eat them. That's Big Mike on Historic Bayou Liberty. Uh, I tell you what, plucking pool do's a job. Skinning them is, is easy, believe me, very easy. Uh, and I had a friend that he wanted, he, he was a tradition. They had pool do for Thanksgiving. He was not a hunter, and he was not a, a pool do cleaner. He would make his poor wife Marie pluck every one of those pool do rather than skin them. Uh, I got a great poldu recipe that's published in John Foltz's book, uh, you know, the one about uh, the hunting, the, the, the uh, wild game book that he's got out. Uh, check it out. Uh, let's see. The, the reporter on the woodcock was none other than Brett Galatis. Thanks for the report. All right. Uh, if you're going to be fishing, and I hope a lot of you, if you're looking to get out and fish, you don't have a boat, don't have a place to go, uh, maybe not real experience, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and, and we've got to be proud of this, they have 17 sites in the Get Out and Fish Community Fishing Program. They stock ponds with adult-sized channel cat. They're not putting in fingerlings waiting for them to grow. They put them in there ready to go. They're, they're table ready. Uh, in the wintertime, they put some little rainbow trout in there. And that helps increase your chances of catching some fish. I have witnessed as soon as those fish are released, they they come out biting. They come out hungry. It doesn't take a while for them to settle down. You can catch those fish. Now, in addition to going out there and getting the fish for free, uh, some of these places may have a little charge if it's on a state park. But for the most part, you just need your licenses. Uh, All of the get-out and fish ponds, all of them uh, between today and next Saturday, Christmas, Uh, Anybody who catches and reports a tag channel catfish, uh, they're going to receive a Lanyap prize, a fishing prize pack from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Every one of those ponds is going to have 10 specially tagged channel catfish released with the other catfish they put in there. So if you catch one, you just report it, and you can all the information is on the tag. And besides having a nice fish fry, you're also going to have a a nice little fishing prize package. If you want to find out about where those locations are, there's 17 of them, and they're all over the state. Uh, go on the website, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. is wlf.gov. No, it's wlf.la.gov, and look up uh, Catfish Derby, Get Out and Fish. It's, it's pretty easy to find, and they've got 17 of these areas. All of them are hand-picked. Uh, they've got to meet certain criteria. They've got a lot of bank area. They have to have uh, handicapped accessibility. They have to have uh, restrooms there. 
and some of them are just really nice places to go. And we've done some TV shows on, on Bayou Wild and Paradise, Louisiana. And i got to tell you, it's a great opportunity for people. I, I get a lot of single moms that really don't know where to start or how to go about fishing, and their kids are just bugging them to go. They're dying to go fishing and don't have a place to go. This is a perfect opportunity. And, you know, I, I realize today's kids with the instant gratification, if it ain't happening, I'm ready to move on. Well, you got a good chance of that at these places because, believe me, these catfish, and when they put them in there, the rainbow trout, uh, they're a little more difficult to catch the rainbow. It takes a little bit of finesse. But a catfish, man, you just put a hunk of worm or a liver or uh, some of these prepared baits or dead shrimp, just about anything. They will eat it up and get a sinker on there, put it down there on the bottom, and uh, get ready. Hold on and uh, get you some of those nice catfish. And, by the way, they, they do have barbels, and they can sting you, the freshwater version. But nothing like the saltwater catfish. If you're familiar with saltwater catfish, you've got to really be careful handling because that's a, a, a toxin that comes out of their, their fins. And if they stick a fin in you, believe me, you're going to be in a world of hurt. But the freshwater ones, not so much. Just kind of be a little careful dealing with those. All right, uh, text messages, always welcome, 504-260-1870. And if you've got a report or you got a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. All right, we're going to hear from Captain Darrell Carpenter. He's been telling us about the comeback of Grand Isle, and things are progressing pretty pretty nice, I guess, for the amount of devastation down there. We'll get the latest on it, and I know the fish have been biting down there, too. He'll give you a little bit of a report. It's all mixed up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, Captain Darrell Carpenter owns and operates Reel. That's R-E-E-L, Screamers.com. It's a charter guide service, although he hadn't been running a lot of charters because he's been very busy helping uh, clean up on Grand Isle, his his home base. Uh, Darrell, what's the latest going on down there? It seems like every week you bite another little piece of that elephant, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, Don. In fact, I think think the elephants are starting to leave, actually. Uh, We... uh, of course, with the holiday season coming up, all of the FEMA work, <clears throat> all of the contractors have given their guys uh, an extended holiday. So there's a whole lot less activity going on on Grand Isle. Talk to the water folks. Uh, they feel confident now that they have found the majority of the major leaks, uh, have found and repaired them. Uh, gas, you know, the, the gas service on Grand Isle, I don't, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot of people that use it anyhow, but. You know, they're slowly but surely making their progress. Um, I think we're starting to move more into the recovery, if you will. I mean, the the amount of building contractors that are here on the island, the it seems like every third car is a truck bringing in, you know, either siding or roofing materials or something like that. So I think I think at this point you've seen the transition to where it's you're going to start seeing a different facade on the island and you're going to start seeing the rebuild. Um, you know, we've been talking about trying to be back in business by March or that being our target date, but we're worried mostly about our accommodations where we're going to put folks, uh, some big money rolled in to the old Ricky's motel. They are, they are rocking and rolling. It looks like in another week or so by Christmas or shortly after they're going to have that place tried in. So it looks like, uh, you know, it looks like that that situation may be trying to rectify itself too, because we've got a few a few of the accommodations that are really starting to rock and roll. I wish I had a little bit more of a fishing report for you this week, but it just uh, we didn't get on the water this week too busy too busy burning diesel in these machines. Um, 
And to be honest with you, just didn't see a whole lot of traffic. I mean, I guess with the holidays coming and the, the situation we're in, uh, didn't get any fishing reports. Uh, none of my connections hit the water this week. And really just didn't see a whole lot of boats on the water. Um, you know, so I, I know they're there because we've, we've, you know, heard a bunch of the reports lately and how good the speckled trout's been. I just don't have any personal reports for this week. Darrell, uh, give me a little update on the marina situation. Uh, the old sand dollar, which is now was rebuilt as a grand isle, understand it. It didn't suffer much damage at all. Uh, Bridgeside had quite a bit of damage. And uh, what about Hurricane Hole? How are those places coming back? Uh, Hurricane Hole is, I mean, they they probably got the largest work crews there. Uh, they they well, The other day I passed by there and they had, what, three different crews replanting all their shrubbery. So it looks like the majority of their uh, looks like the majority of their construction stuff is done because now they're working on aesthetics. Um, Grand Isle Marina, like you said, it had very little damage. I know there's been a whole whole lot of contractors in there, but uh, that's starting to wind down. So they should, I suspect that they're going to be open. You know, after the holidays, they should be open and ready to accommodate folks. It just depends on the number of contractors that stay. Energy still got a big presence here with that underground service they're burying. So, you know, I, I'm not sure where they're housing these folks at. But as soon as that starts loosening up, Grand Isle Marina should be there. Uh, Bridgeside, I'm hearing that Bridgeside has pledged to have bait come spring but uh, and the store be open. But as far as accommodations or anything, I, I can't answer that because they were devastated. Yeah, I know. Well, Daryl, I, I guess it's time for you to take some uh, time off. You've been working down there extremely hard, and it's holiday season. Uh, maybe time for you to head north and uh, take a little bit of a break and then get back at it, you know, after the first of the year. Well, Don, the good news is, you know, we're, we're going to head north and try to get this sand off of us. And, God, I've probably got to wash my truck 15 times to get all the sand out of the cracks and crevices. Um, but the good news is, unless something jumps in our way, that March date that I've been saying, you know, hoping we're back in business, that might be that might be pushed forward a lot. Um, because now that things are starting to move, all we got to do is get some – I mean, we get a few things like – ice machine we've been waiting on an ice machine for six eight weeks now we've got the head but the bins have been on back order uh just little things like that but a few little things come in and you know what we're gonna we're gonna keep doing some rebuilding and some cleaning but in between that we're gonna start doing a whole lot of fishing all right well put me down for a trip when you get ready by the way what are they doing with all that sand i hope it's being put to good use the majority of what we've been harvesting and the job we've been on if you were familiar with that big scour that they had on the land side of the levee, when that water topped that levee, it scoured out a hole that was over 25 feet deep, probably about a mile long and 50, 60 feet wide. They were calling it Little Italy uh, <laughs> because you could you could dare, you could do a, a tour with gondolas in there. Uh, they've been trying to fill that hole, but there there wasn't enough sand recovered to fill the hole completely, so they've got some dredging projects on the drawing board to try to come in and finish filling that hole. Got it. Daryl, thanks for the report. Uh, if I don't get to talk to you next week on the Christmas Day, have a very Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll be looking for you in the new year, my friend. Good job on helping all, restore Grand Isle. You've been one of the, the, the stalwarts down there of helping things come back. Thank you, Don, and y'all have a wonderful Christmas. 
All righty. Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, that guy singing that you hear, his name is Reed Alleman. Man, Reed moved out to Colorado, but he comes back to Louisiana because he's a, he's a true Cajun boy. All right, we come back after the top of the hour. Well, we got more text uh, reports coming in. We'll share those with you. We do have two bad girls of the outdoors. What did they do? They got in a little bit of trouble. We'll tell you about them. Uh, we're going to take you duck hunting east and west. Uh, Ryan Lambert in the east and Carrick Stansel in the west. And a whole lot more of that stuff you and I just love to talk about every Saturday morning on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 